Today, we are thrilled to have an incredibly special guest, Jeffus Bray, a multi-talented author whose works span from heartwarming children's books to thought-provoking novels that explore the depths of faith, personal growth, and the essence of being human. Sit back, relax, and join us as we step into the world of Jeff S. Bray, where every story is a journey, and every journey has the power to transform. So, uh, Jeff, um, what are some of the inspirations behind your little reminder series, and how do you hope that it will impact readers? Oh, the inspiration, that's very interesting. Um, most of my works are based upon dreams I've had. So uh, Little Reminders, especially the, especially the first one, was um, based upon, like I said, a dream I had. And um, I recorded it, and then I took the dream, and I kind of expanded upon it and then wrote the uh, basically the prose uh, so, to the novel. So you kind of got the whole premise idea out of a dream? Yes. And then, to, yes. Oh, this will be and then basically story. built the rest of the novel around the dream. So, so tell me a little bit about what, what, it's, actually, what it's actually about. Uh, the novel is based on uh, an angel who uh, is uh, trying to bring two people together. He's got the, you've got the main character who the angel is basically assigned to. And the main character is kind of lost. And, uh, and the angel is kind of assigned to them to try to bring them back together. And then during that process is uniting them with basically their love interest. Uh, so, you have how many books in this series? Or? There, there's three books currently in this. Well, basically, there's three books in this series. Not currently. Okay. There's three books in this series. It's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Okay, yes. So you concluded it on the third book. Yes. Oh. Yeah. The third book is concluded. Okay. Yes. The, it's wrapped up. Um, so, uh, can you share a brief insight into how you develop your characters uh, who resonate with the readers? I mean, is it how do you how do you develop the character themselves so that people can kind of connect with them? Uh, basically, I take the characters, and um, I've always believed in developing a character fully. So it started early. I usually take the character, and I take them from the dream. And then I take the character, and I write basically their history okay. out. I take them, and I take them from their birthday, and I write basically... Um, their history on how I want to develop the character, their birth date, and um, different attributes about the character. I even take it like somebody I know, and I basically take different characteristics from that from that person sort of mask and them together. and add them to that. And not necessarily um, this person is this character from that person, but different attributes I add to that character. Uh, so how do you shift your writing approach between children's literature and adult novels? How did that come about? Oh, it was very interesting. I never saw myself writing the children's book, um, but I was in the middle of writing, uh, editing my first book, uh, editing my first novel, and um, uh, my daughter came up to me and asked me, uh, Daddy, can you write me a, a story? And I had no idea about children's book and everything like that. I never had idea that I was going to write uh, The Five Bar Gate, my first book, because uh, I never saw myself. I was uh, uh, an article writer, and it's just like, no, I never saw myself right doing that. But she said, Daddy, can you write me a story? And it's like, I'll give it a shot. What do you want the story to be about? And she thought about it for a minute and said, can you make it about a snail? And it's like, 
okay, I'll give it a shot. And I set everything aside. I was struggling writing the book anyway. So um, I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then maybe about an hour or maybe two hours later, I had a list of the curious snail written. And uh, so I edit, wrote it, edited it down and everything like that, and I had her story written. I never even thought about having it published or anything like that. So uh, between my article writing and everything like that, uh, probably maybe six months later, uh, maybe even shorter than that, uh, my uh, article writing uh, uh, gentleman that I was writing articles with, he got wind of it and he said, uh, would you like to publish that? And it's like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, I've been looking into maybe getting some books published. So let's go ahead and uh, get that published and that's just history. And you were telling me earlier that your children's books right now are out of publication. Uh, yes, they are. The, um, uh, he, the, the publishing arm of what he was doing, he decided that he wasn't going to publish anymore. So he decided to shut that down of his business. He decided to shut that down. So, yeah, Alyssa Curie Snell is uh, unpublished. But I'm trying to uh, get the rights to that to be able to start doing that publishing on my own. And find your original illustrator. It yes. sounds like that was really important that you kept the same characters. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, find the publisher, that the, the uh, illustrator that he used. That way I can get that and uh, continue the Alyssa series. It seems to me that like your books often feature strong moral lessons. Uh, so, what aspect? Uh, why is that an important aspect to you? Um, mainly because uh, being a Christian writer, I think that's a uh, very important because there's just so much out there that uh, that's uh, so, well, for lack of a better word, garbage out there. Yes, and I really think that uh, trying to get people to read more without having that sort of stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people want to read, but they don't have to have that sort of stuff fill their minds. I'd rather have a good source of uh, material that people can read without having that stuff fill their minds. I understand. I always, uh, I'm one, uh, for example, I, I, if you ever hear me say a curse word, it's got to be a very extreme situation yes. because I've always, I've always believed, for example, that, you know, there's, millions and millions of words out there that do much better jobs of saying right. what is I actually mean rather than just going straight for that. Right. Uh, so I, oh, can, yes. I can definitely agree in, in, in the, uh, the writing aspect where you've taken, and again, you were talking about your characters and you masking the characters onto people that you know and like that. I could also see also morality being one of those things that obviously you would want to apply back to your writing. I try to use... No swearing in any of my novels, like uh, the transference. Mm -hmm. The strongest word I use, and forgive if you don't want to oh, use any swearing in this, uh, in what you're doing, the strongest word I use is damn. And I tried not to use it, but I know that in some sense, to try to get forth a character, uh, he does use my main character in the transference, does use the word damn, but just try to get forth that, that this character is strong. I think that there's a... Honestly, I mean, there, there's a time and a place, but I think that we've had so many people that have just always gone to that lowest common denominator and, and for, 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 for lack of uh, wanting to spend the time to find the right way to be able to right. express something. So, yeah, that's the strongest word that I do use. That's great. Uh, 
Do you have any uh, quick rituals that get you uh, help in getting you into the writing zone or anything? Or? Um, I do use, uh, uh, like, uh, I do have a playlist, like a jazz. I kind of, like, use jazz in the, uh, Very nice. that, that in the background. So you play a little jazz and then kind of, what, a coffee or a tea? Or, yeah. uh, I, I usually have coffee or tea beside me. Coffee or tea and um, a jazz music. Sometimes I'll have, like, a bowl of pretzels. So those are like the three common denominators that I usually have around. <laughs> Very good. Well, I used oh, to, on chocolate, I like dark chocolate. Oh, dark chocolate kisses. Uh, oh, I'm a sucker for those. <laughs> I used to uh, when I write. I'm a computer programmer, so when I write computer programs, I used to get in the zone to write the computer program. I'd always have a bowl of M&Ms with me. Yes. It got to be a very fattening proposition. Oh yes, dark chocolate kisses are. are, are I'm a sucker for those. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so what uh, what piece of advice would you give to aspiring authors, especially in today's digital age uh, of books and such? Keep at it. Don't give up. There's a lot of authors out there who think they need to write something and then be on this bestseller list the next day. Mm. Or think they need to uh, self-publish or something. I see a lot of uh, self-published authors and think they need to be number one on the Amazon list the next after they click publish. And it's not going to be that way. You're not going to sell a million books. You're not going to sell a thousand books. And um, just keep at it. I mean, if you got to be a love for writing. And another thing, if you're going to write a lot, you got to read a lot. And the more you filter in, the more you're going to be able to push out. That's very sound advice. And yes, because if you're not reading, you're not going to be able to write. Because you're going to empty out yourself by writing. You got to fill that tank. So if you're gonna read a lot, you got. If you're gonna write a lot, you gotta read a lot. So you have something new coming out on on the, the horizon for us? Um, I've just recently published the la the third in the series of, of little reminders. Right now, I am current. I just finished the transference too, and so I've oh, that was painstaking. <laughs> it took a lot of a lot out of me because I mean, usually my novels are fifty or sixty thousand words. This one was ended up being one hundred and twenty thousand. And so that was tough to get through because it ended up being a lot longer than I anticipated. So that when I edit that, that's going to be interesting to edit. I would imagine. Because um, that crime thriller, the first one, took a lot out of me. So this one did. So right now I put that one on the shelf and I'm back into uh, The Five Bar Gate, my first novel. I've written this, the sequel to that. So now I'm back into editing that's what I'm currently doing now. I'm editing that one. I'm just kind of curious because I know in audio, for example, it's usually two hours to one or whatever easy when it comes to editing a piece of audio. Mm -hmm. What is it like in a book when you're trying to do the editing yourself? How much time of writing versus actually getting um, It's usually not that difficult because um, my publisher, they do the bulk of the editing themselves. So... Um, my personal, my day job is write editing, and um, I also do uh, side editing. So if I, when, when I had my publisher, uh, uh, who I also did some editing for them. I did copy editing for them in addition to writing for them. So you've already got the skill down. So I've got so. the skill down, <laughs> but I've always learned that don't edit your own books. Yes, I can, so, I can definitely Because see. you're too connected to them, and so you're going to miss a lot. You're so... Um, that's your baby. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to be uh, as judgmental on it as you need to be. This is so much that this is my baby and um, I want this part and you're not going to be so judgmental on it as you need to be. And so 
Um, I'm trying to find something here that I wanted to, but I can't find it, so I'll get past it. And so um, it, there's a lot of things that you're going to hold on to that need to be cut. Right. And um, so that's why I love my editor uh, with um, WordCraft Press, because so they're able to say, nope, we need to let go of this, and so we need to cut this, we need to let go of this, let's rearrange some of this. And so I love being able to get it back, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I, I missed that. That's great. Let's, do, let's run with this. Cool. And so that's what I really love about uh, being able to do that and uh, get through a lot of the editing myself, then pass it to them, let them do their editing. And so it comes out a very well-rounded piece. So when do you think we'll be seeing that come out? Uh, I'm not that's sure at this point. Because no. <laughs> I like to release a book a year, but I mean, uh, the year before, I released two books. And it was just, no, uh-uh. Oh, I, I would never do that again. It was just way too much. It was stressful, and um, it, it was just too too much on me. And I don't think I got the sales out of the books that needed to be. I wasn't focused enough to be able to, to, to put behind the books what I needed to. Very good. Well, I thank you very much for coming in and, and signing your book with us today. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. I'd like everybody to know if they would like to get a signed copy of Jeff's uh, book. Uh, we'll have a couple on hand here at Fairy Tale Books, and uh, thank you very much for your time. Yes, and thank I'm, you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I well, we're place. excited to have you. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm Ronnie Pitts. This is Fairy Tale Books, uh, local author talk. Thank you. Thank you.